This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, hour two inside the locker room. And once again, hey, Wolf. Yep. Hey, Wolf. Wolf, 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 Wolf. <laughs> yes. What? What time <laughs> is it? Max, 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 Max. I know you can yeah. hear me. Woo, woo. Yeah. It's hump day, woo, baby. Woo. <laughs> That's right. And it's a Wex Wednesday on a hump day edition of Inside the Locker Room. That's right. Steel City Insider <sighs> editor himself, uh, author extraordinaire, the Palomalo book, paperback, now available. Uh, Wex, we can get it on Amazon, right? Now? Or is it still go to jimwexel.com? Good. Oh no, where's Wax? I'm right here. Oh, oh okay, there we go. There I've we been go. Here. I can't hear Max, but I can hear Wolf. Okay, you can hear me. Ah. All right. That's on me. That's on me. Should be good now. Okay, Wes, you know. Okay. Here's, here's so he missed my <laughs> boo, Wes. All right, we just. I had... gave a great <laughs> intro. He didn't even hear it. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Here, here's the deal. There's a great quote, John Wayne. Life is hard. It's harder when you're stupid. <laughs> I'm looking at Wes. <laughs> I, I have yes. to because I'm usually the one, uh, the butt of that joke most of the time, okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, does this have really something to do with my really. column the other day? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this no. is not your column. We, no. we, we, were, we were exulting and singing your praises. We got, we got a hump day, Wex day type of combo, and then I, I let in with Steel City Insider editor, and author extraordinaire, and I talked about the Palomalu book, and then I asked, can the Palomalu book be purchased now on Amazon because it's now in paperback? I was getting confirmation of that. That's when it went silent. <laughs> Radio silence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to answer that question, the paperback can be bought on Amazon, and it's in all Barnes & Noble stores now. And wow. also, oh, there uh, we go. Yeah, the, paper, uh, the hardcover can still be... Uh, purchased at jimwexel.com and that's it uh, you know uh, half half off so okay. anyway uh back to me being stupid you know <laughs> no, no, I, that's what i, I wrote my column wax. i was talking about having, wax. or wax i mean i'm just oh, saying you got me all goofed up go ahead i'm just saying having watched that game the other night i i, I said to somebody you know mike pursuit i said to mike i said we were waiting to go into the locker room and i said that was a dumb game. I, I, I never <laughs> described a game that way before, but it was a dumb game. And he said, I agree. I feel dumber for having watched it. <laughs> so I, I wrote about that in my lead and made some jokes about it. And also I couldn't rewatch the game on NFL.com because it wasn't accepting my access code for some reason. And I thought that God is saving me from becoming even dumber by watching that <laughs> thing again. Now yeah. it's fun to oh. it's fun to joke about a game in which they won. Yes. So they won. Yes. They won. And we can joke and, you know, make fun of ourselves. But 
strange game. It was it was a strange game, and one of the things I have to do is a mea culpa because I went into this game and I was singing the praises of Wyatt Teller and then Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio and the whole offensive line at large. And, again, this is a good offensive line, a good hat-on-hat. That's a good guard combo. But I'm telling you, I was not expecting Larry O to do the things that he did in that game. What say you, Wex? Larry O set the tone. I did like um, Wyatt Teller's little dance out at uh, midfield with, was it Minka? I think it was Minka. Did you see Patrick, that on the Patrick, internet? Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson, right. Right. No, so, I missed that one. Uh, show, show, show Wolf that clip one of these days. And, uh, yeah. Wyatt uh, Teller redeemed himself a little bit. He showed he could dance. And he didn't show he could play, but he showed he could dance. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been what you were talking about, Wolf. Oh. No, I mean, he's a great player. Yes. But, Larry, I asked Larry, I said, you have a little more juice going into the, against this team. And he laughed. He said, next question. <laughs> Larry, Larry O's a former Brown, of course. Yeah. Of course. And oh, I, yeah, just saw yeah. the, I just saw the clip of Patrick Peterson and Wyatt Teller doing the little dance out in the field. Yeah. Um, that's just ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Not as ugly that, as giving that. up that sack to Ogan Joby. Oh, also, that, that's Ogan true. Joby, Ogan Joby made the play and recovered that fumble on fourth and one. Yes, he did. Yep. That was mm-hmm. good stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that that was that was that that was a great play, uh, Wex. You know, I have to ask this question because I think it's it's pertinent. But you know, what say you as far as what we're seeing offensively? Um, and I say that kind of tongue in cheek because right now a lot of people say it, it's being offensive. The offense is being offensive. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, as you look at just kind of this progression or regression, you saw one thing in the the preseason. We're seeing a completely different thing in the regular season. What have you kind of made of it in your mind thus far? Well, my, my thinking really kind of parallels Mike Tomlin's thinking, I believe. You know, uh, his first year, he had a 39-year-old quarterback and a completely ravaged and attempted rebuilt of a line. And the next year, he had a rookie quarterback and a a half-rebuilt line. So uh, I was willing to cut him slack. He had another year left on his contract. If you believe in this guy, which Mike Tomlin would know more about the offensive machinations that Canada uh, either has a grasp of or doesn't, than I would. So I trusted him, and I believed that with the improvement we saw in the offseason, that, yes, uh, Canada deserved to continue. But not – I mean, right now, I'm hesitating. After the first game, I felt, let's execute first before we blame the offensive coordinator because there was a real lack of execution on the quarterback's part. This game, I don't know if we can put that on the quarterback's the play calling really is what made me feel dumb. Uh, the third and one, the, the, the conversion at the goal line, the, uh, the way they're using their running backs, um, I, I just, it's just a mishmash. That third and one uh, option play by Kenny Pickett was a disaster, yeah. especially in the age of, of push the quarterback on his sneak for a yard. Right. 
you know, that is that is completely gone. You've got Darnell Washington can go in motion and do that. Uh, a lot of the, the, the finer stuff just becomes too clever. And, and I thought Tomlin addressed it beautifully without throwing him under the bus at his press conference this week where he said, you know, we, we've got to break down this entire offense and, and everybody has to improve, including the coaching. Then he said something, uh, a line, something along the lines of there was no coordination. And, you know, there was, it wasn't throwing the coordinator under the bus, no. but there was no coordination. Yeah. And that was lacking. That's the point I'm getting at, which I can't describe. Is some of, and, and Tomlin also addressed the lack of fluidity and that conversion attempt. You know, Jalen Warren was killing them down the field. Then they get to this two-point conversion, and they take Warren out, put Najee in, Pickett has to uh, redirect Najee's positioning. You know, everybody in the place knows Najee's getting the ball. No, the offensive line did not help, but the entire defense knew who was getting the ball. Yeah. And then he fumbled. It was just a disaster. And and that, those kind of plays, and the third and one play, it's just, I think that's what offends all of the fans. The third and one play is what ignited the chant. The, yeah, the oh, third and yeah. one. That We were both kind yeah, of taking. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Max. Was one, I was going to say that was the one that just kind of frustrated me as well. Like when you've seen that the hammer is being applied and then next thing you know, you're, you're, you're going around it and you're trying to pull the nail through the board as opposed to continuing the hammer is what I, is what I equated <laughs> that to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, my thing is, and this is something I quoted earlier in the show, Wex, uh, Tell me if 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 you follow this. Um, regardless of whatever the offensive coordinator calls, it's the player's job to execute, right? You know, when in doubt, yeah. make them right. And I felt like it almost felt like it was uninspired when it was a play that they didn't really want to run because you you didn't see the same type of execution as something that they liked. Hence, the seventeen, the twenty-one yard runs. Um, you know, blocking to allow for the swing pass for Jalen Warren, holding up in protection on certain big shot plays. Like, where where are you at with you just have to – at the end of the day, you have to be able to evaluate whether somebody's good or not at what they do by actually executing so we can see if it's truly a schematic thing or if it's an effort thing. And right now it looks like there's more effort than execution regardless of what the play calls are. Well, effort is pretty condemning. I, I, I would think there's a lack of confidence, and that kind of makes your effort look halted. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure there's a lack of effort, and you could be right there, Max. I, I want to say there's a lack of confidence, and there's no, there's no flow. There's no fluidity. I think Tomlin nailed that perfectly as, as he seems to be drawing a back from the support of his coordinator a bit too. But the execution, absolutely, Max. I mean, we can't absolve the players for not executing the offensive line needs to play better. Uh, now, they were up against the five bigs, and that was no excuse because, Wolf, you previewed that. Yep. You told everybody that the five bigs were coming, so they should have had a plan, a better plan, ready for the five bigs. Uh, it, it's difficult going in without your, your best route runner against those corners and those safeties. So I understand 
you know, there's the excuse that the Browns are pretty darn good, and just like San Francisco is great. So they've played two really good defenses, mm-hmm. and they've 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 limited the star player, but they haven't limited everyone else. It's the Browns. Uh, I, I believe hit Kenny nine times or seven. I I, I, I could have that wrong. I'm I'm in my car right now. I don't have my stats with me. Don't hit anything. Yeah, yeah, please don't. <laughs> no, I'm parked. I'm parked. Okay, oh, good. Parked. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to suddenly make it eight or ten. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no. Especially when I tweeted today, there was a, 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 a little gif, a gif that went around of a of man in, in the stands. I think it was Miami-New England game. who got beat to death. Oh, yes. And yeah. nobody helped him. They all oh. pulled out their phones and took video of it Unbelievable. and it, it was in, it was right next to his son and <sighs> apparently this was a nice man who uh i don't know anything about the guy who beat him and i didn't see the video but i quote tweeted it and said put the damn phone down yeah yeah oh, so i couldn't i couldn't justify driving and <laughs> talking on the phone there you go and them and 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 the, my, my obituary would say his final tweet was <laughs> put the damn phone, phone down. down oh my yeah. god <laughs> right. let, let me let me uh, switch things around because i want to get your take on it and also you also get a lot of people sounding on the message board and everything but there's some people in cleveland seem to think that Mika's hit was a was uh you know a dirty play and i'm sitting there going are you kidding me you know, life in the trenches is chaotic and violent at best. You know, and and you're you're talking about him specifically. People were saying like they they went after Chubb's knee, and I'm going, there's just no way. I mean, you 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 can't that that just doesn't factor in your mind. Somebody like Minka, are you kidding me? A high level dude like that? No. And I just find that right. repulsive. In every way. I mean, I was watching on the first carry. I believe it was the first carry Chubb had. He was uh, he was he, he he hit Holcomb and he hit uh, a Chandon Sullivan. They both hit him simultaneously. One high, one low. It's the nature of the beast. If you hit a player high, you get fined right in the helmet. If you hit a player low, you get uh, you might hurt the knee. If you hit him in the midstream, a guy like Chubb will run you over. I mean. How how do you, how are you supposed to tackle this guy who is so strong and you've got just those options alone? I mean, so I just find it abhorrent that they would you know start to say, oh, he did that and he's a dirty player. That's ridiculous. Well, let me just take the other side for a second. Okay, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's a class act and and just a superstar. Yep, and you love him, and and I'm sure a lot of the young fans love him. When I was a young fan, I think I was seven or eight. Gail Sayers was my boy, man. Oh, yeah. And Kermit, Ale- Kermit Alexander took his knee out. Nobody else remembered his name, but I did. I'm still, I'm 62 now. <laughs> Kermit Alexander <laughs> must pay. So, I mean, there's there's a natural inclination to think that way, and I have no idea whether Kermit Alexander was a dirty player or not. Now, as for Minka, I have no, he has no resume uh, or history of being a dirty player. I can't speak for his intentions, but I do know that all the people who were hitting Nick Chubb high were bouncing off him yes. throughout the entire first half. Um, you have to go low to a degree to get a guy like that, and I can't. I didn't even see the replay because you couldn't see it from where we were sitting. You couldn't right. see Minka's hit. 
and right after they showed the replay on the scoreboard, the entire crowd groaned. Yeah. So yeah. not that I like the Joe Theismann type hit that I want to go see again, but I wanted to see it just for my own edification. And I've never seen the replay. I, I, I haven't seen the replay since. So I, I can't, I can't even pretend I, I know Minka's intention. And I, I have a pretty good feeling that he did not try to no, uh, I, I, I a dirty hit. And, yeah. But, but I, I would suggest that you let them vent in a mm. Kermit Alexander kind of young fan way. <laughs> or, or you've got years and years later, all this bottled up rage at the poor Kermit Alexander. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I mean, I, I will say this, Lex, it, it's one that, you know, I have a tough stomach and I've seen some pretty nasty hits in my day. That one ranks right up there with it. Um, when they showed in the stadium, I mean, because like you said, you see it on the jumbotron and it's, it's right there in full fledged action and you see what the knee does. And it's, you're just like, Nope, Nope, Nope. You know, that is the last time. Yeah. That is the fun. second worst knee injury I've ever seen in, in, in my mind. That the second, the worst was buddy Adelette in the early eighties. He, Tunch and I played with him, and he, I think he was – yeah, he, he was from the USFL. And he, he was uh, snapping on the punt team, and he planted on his foot while running at full speed down the field, got hit from the front. And if you can imagine Ugh. the toe coming up and hitting you in the face, oh, it was unbelievable. That one that, – oh, that was bad. That was really bad. Yeah. I'll, so, I'll see that one. Greg Warren had the same thing. Oh, dude. okay. Oh, there you gosh. Okay. Never oh, mind. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Wex. Please talk, Wex. <laughs> no, I, 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 I've repressed the greatest hit. <laughs> I, I remember some dangling, and, and I should know some names, but I can't recall specifics other than Theismann's uh, hit was uh, oh. the legendary hit. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, it, it that, was that. Monday night. Yeah. And they yeah. sure showed that replay over and over. They they haven't shown the Minka replay over and over. No. Yeah. No. The, the crowd demands it, blood back then. Yeah. They demanded blood. If you're not bleeding, it yeah. doesn't count. Uh, yeah. But, but I would go back with this and I say life in the trenches is far more chaotic and violent than the borderlands surrounding the trenches. And for anybody to say you could really uh, that you would target that, I think Ryan Clark came out and just said that's ridiculous. I think he made a great statement about it. Um, yeah, I know did. that I think Nate Burleson had a problem with it, um, but you know he he's from the borderlands. You know, life in those trenches yeah. well, is just okay. a lot more severe. Just to counter Ryan Clark a bit, I don't know that you can. You have to go low. You have to go for the knees. Don't don't give that excuse. I, I mean, no, you got to go for the I, thighs. I get, is what they go. I, for. I get what Ryan's saying, but Ryan didn't say the thigh. He said you have to go low and. His his tweet was full of vitriol. Uh, you little, you know, Ryan's angry about everything anymore on on media. It, it, I guess it, it sells. But um, uh, man, um, uh, I I I I wouldn't go that far. But I, I would say hitting Nick Chubb high was not paying off at all for the Steelers. And here he was down at the goal line. And I don't yeah. think Nick has thought. I don't think Micah thought go for the knee. I think Micah thought just don't go high. No, exactly. That's well, and, exactly. and it's also you talk wrap the legs. Yeah, wrap the legs, take out the legs because the dude has powerful legs. Like the same thing when you look at Saquon, right? 
you don't tackle Saquon high because he, he has the center of gravity, the balance, and the lower body strength to drive through you and drag two to three of you with him. Um, so you have to go for that lower extremity for the tackle. And it's not <clears throat> a diving spear, but it's you have to go you have to aim below the belt line for the play because that's the only way to stop his momentum is to grab his legs and make sure they stop moving, right? I mean, that's the whole point of when you have a power back versus the shifty back. Yeah. You know, Jalen Warren, you can tackle him up high, right? Smaller dude. But you don't try that with Najee, no. <laughs> right? Because no. Najee will face mask you and have you going sideways. The same way Derrick Henry will have you doing the same exact thing. So, no. I mean, you know, there there's a way and, you know, the semantics of how it's said – but you know, at the end of the day, you're supposed you have to go wrap a guy low that's a power back, um, and aim at that aiming point. So you have to lower. But once again, a moving object, regardless, is a lot tougher to pinpoint accuracy on something. Mm-hmm. So you know, and in a collision sport where you have one guy that's grabbing, guys are tied up. My job is to get him down, however that may be. You know, heck, I mean, Ed Reed on interceptions. Guess what? I was tackling lower body because if I tried to go for shoulders or anything high, I would probably miss. And, you know, my size missing looks a lot more embarrassing than a smaller guy missing. (laughs) Um, So I always went low on interception tackles. Um, But, you know, to wrap this up, Wax, I think the last question is kind of as we're progressing, as we're moving, because we have Vegas this weekend, um, what what can we hope to learn from this game? From your eyes, what did you learn from this game that they can take with them to the next game? Well, um, I don't know if they've learned this because Najee has 19 touches and Jalen has 18. But I want to see more Jalen. That's one. I want to see more Connor Hayward. I want to see more multiple tight ends. I understand why they only threw the fryer move one time because Wolf, if you were at practice, you noticed that um, Friar Muth had a a, a no-hit jersey on. His chest was really bugging him still. So I don't think they expected much or or to dish out much physicality on him. But they have to start going to the tight ends a little more. There's some real talent at that position, especially with Deontay out. Um, I, I, I also wonder when uh, the time is drawing closer for Broderick Jones to play right tackle, in my opinion, and for um, um, Joey Porter Jr. to play right cornerback. I, I don't know that I would make that move yet, but I, I, I liked how Joey got more reps and and he had some success, and he's going to build off that. So Joey's time is coming closer. Those, those are some of the things. Also, Cole Holcomb finally started playing well in the second half that was good to see and uh montrevious adams if you look back at the film he was getting a lot of penetration yes he, he made some big plays i know he still gets moved out quicker and i know fahoko was activated today and and adam and, and maybe it's styles because adams flows with those good lines the 49ers those uh, outside zone lines i don't know what the what the raiders have but I think that kept them from getting the big 
the big burly nose tackle active. And Montrevious Adams, I thought he played pretty well. So there were some, there were some good things that you could take from that. No, I, absolutely. I think that was some good stuff there and good to note, um, especially as we start to think about this Raiders week coming up. Wex, it's always a pleasure. No Wednesday is complete without you jumping on the airwaves, sir. <laughs> and once again, for everybody out there, you can go to jimwexel.com if you're looking for the hardback edition of the Palomalu book or paperback is in Barnes and & Nobles and Amazon.com. You can get it now. Uh, he's also the editor of Steel City Insider, those above said reports, and also a guy on this airwaves, Mr. Craig Wolfley, also contributes to that glorious website as well. So make sure you give it a gander, <laughs> see the words that he puts together. Uh, Wex, it is a pleasure, and we will see you very soon. And, of course, we'll talk to you every Wednesday um, here inside the locker room. We're going to step aside for a minute. You are inside the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on ESPN and SNR Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And getting loose on the outside as Najee Harris turns the corner. And he comes up over the 30, the 35, the 40. And he's tackled right there at the 40. You know, you got to love that. I love, you know, one of my favorite things that I used to love to watch back in the 80s was the A-Team. You know, I think that's what it was called. You know, they had uh, they had Mr. T on that and George Pappard. And, you know, he'd always say at the end, George Pappard would be sitting there and he'd get that grin after they pulled off whatever their deal was. And he goes, I love when a plan comes together. And that's exactly what you see when you watch those two back-to-back runs by Najee Harris. One of them is blocked perfectly. The other one, less than perfectly. But the superior talent of that iron horse, Najee Harris, reversing field for 17 yards, to me, Again, those are two examples of what we got there. We've got to utilize, and I think that there can be so much more there on the bone. Jalen Warren, obviously, is a guy who's earned reps, but I'm telling you, when I watch that with Najee, and you see that, and you're like, this is where you got to get this cat into the open field a little bit more. Absolutely. You just you got to create those opportunities for him to, to bust through, right? Yeah. You got to get the juggernaut moving. You know? Right, right, you are, and and that's what we got to figure out. What's the right balance? And I know that you know Wex talked about it. We need to see more Jalen Warren, and maybe more Jalen Warren's more shiftier for those type of greasy type plays where things get blown up in the backfield. Guys run free. He's a little more shiftier. Najee is a guy you've got to get four or five steps for him to get him rolling. Yeah, yep. You know, because here's the thing. You know, once once you, once you get a semi-truck rolling, you're not stepping in front of that on the sidewalk. You'll step in front of a Mini Cooper, you know, <laughs> at a stop sign. And you're like, ah, might, might get hit a little bit. It might hurt. You know, it looks like a, hot, a big old oh, oversized matchbox car. Uh, not quite a micro machine, but, you know, but if, if, you, if you hear those, those, those air brakes, on a semi truck trying to oh. barrel down at a, at a stop sign before a crosswalk, guess what? 
you're going to make sure that truck is completely stopped before you walk across oh, the street. Oh, yeah. You hear that You Jake think twice break, about man. other things else. Yeah, the Jake break, right? You know, but, you know, you're on your phone. You hear that. You hear that air break about 25 yards away. <laughs> it makes you look up from whatever you're about to tweet or IG or social media post. But a Tesla with the electric engine, you're like, eh, you may or may not hear it. You're going to stay down on your phone. You're going to walk across the crosswalk and then react once you hear the brakes throw on uh, at the last second. Um, but that's kind of how we're where we're at until that offensive line develops the confidence to go move that pile and that line back one yard. So, you know, Najee's not getting contacted in the backfield. Right. Yeah, I agree. Okay, Jalen Warren's the guy to kind of soften those things up. But still, you're featured back. You're a big guy that needs to go in and the guy to have at moments, A, keep him on his feet. Stop having him dive over the pile, please. You know, wouldn't please you love – run through. Wouldn't you love to see him get like 30 touches? I would. I would like to see what that guy would do with a, a, a ground and pound, a committed ground and pound. Now, you got to make sure that you're playing mistake-free football and that defensively you can back it up. But that's a war of attrition that I think we could win. Oh, I, I absolutely believe that, but the offensive line has to believe that. Yeah. I don't think they believe that right now. That could and that's be. where that confidence we talked about has to be infectious. And you got to feel it that, okay, I can go and pound this guy and we're going to be all right. We're going to be in a good place and we're going to make it happen. But right now, there's no bread and butter plays. There's no gotta habits and there's no four minute offense. So those are things that are developed throughout the season once you have an identity. And I believe that over the course of the next two games, I think we find that because we've hit the two really, really tough and bothersome defenses, right? You went against last year's number one overall defense. You went up against the top five to seven defense in week two. Where's the reprieve? Well, the reprieve is Las Vegas and Houston. Mm-hmm. And so now we can use the law of averages to figure out, okay, well, what are they? Who are they now? The, you know, we realize they're not quite up to the task of handling a top-tier defense yet, but can you take advantage of the ones that you're supposed to take advantage of like you did in the preseason? True. Can you do that in these moments? Can you go into an away stadium and snatch victory from the teeth of defeat. Can you do that? <laughs> right? I mean, that's the mentality you've got to have. You've got to be yep. able to go on the road when everybody else doesn't like you and say, I don't care if you don't like me. But guess what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to take your cornbread to quote something <laughs> from life. Can I have your cornbread? No, you can't have my cornbread. Well, how about I take your cornbread? <laughs> I like cornbread. Oh, man. Yeah. Especially, Especially when you get a little, that, bit, little bit sweet. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You get that butter with the, you got the good ribs going on. Oh, honey man. butter, honey oh, butter, honey right? butter. Ugh. Yeah, but but that's what you have to do, and that's what the identity starts to seek in. Because when you go into a a volatile or a raucous place, like you're going to see with the Raiders, right? The Raiders travel faithfully, and they defend their home turf just like the Steelers do. So, can you go into that environment? And come out with a victory. And then can you go down to Houston? A team you should be better than. Mm-hmm. And can you do what you're expected to do? Like that's where the true test is going to come at the end of this month. Uh, 
And I know the game's on October 1st. I'm still counting it a part of September because it's the first four games of the season. In case anybody wants to wants to get a little crazy about semantics <laughs> on, on dates of things. Um, Let's not get into ceramics oh, now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but that's but that's what you have to do. And I, I think that's that's where I'm feeling where I'm not going to pass true judgment until I have that sample size to where I can now average it out. Two great defenses, two sub-mediocre defenses. Boom. What's the average here? How do we look? Have we learned anything from those first two games to make us better for the next three to four games? Well, we're going to find out. That's for sure. No doubt about it. Real quick before we go to break. Allegiant Stadium versus SoFi. What do you think? I'm just talking about the stadiums. Uh, they're, I know. They're no. in, uh, I, both interesting. I, 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 I like Allegiant better. Do you I really? Like I've, been, I've been to Allegiant. Yes, um, I know you have. I've not been there. Yeah, I've, I, I, I like it better. Now, SoFi has the cool graphics and the canopy that turns all LED with the ring and the 360 view, blah, and blah, the blah, lake. blah, blah. You get the, the lake. lake yeah. the, the lake that's built and the fact that the lower levels still smell like trash um, <laughs> when you go in the tunnel area. But the food, the food at SoFi is amazing and immaculate because for the press, there's three separate areas that we, we, we could peruse from. And they give the full <laughs> theater-sized box candy and snacks. Ooh, really? That's the other. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, you didn't remember when the whole box of peanut M&Ms I brought into the booth? Wait a minute. We didn't go to we, – we haven't, I haven't been to Allegiant yet. Or are you talking about no, SoFi? SoFi. I'm oh, SoFi. Okay. SoFi. Yes. SoFi. All right. SoFi. Yeah. All right. I thought you were yeah. on Allegiant. I'm like, oh, okay. No, no, no. Allegiant now. Allegiant, their food's amazing. The two times I've been there, um, and, you know, I went once for the NCMFC, which is the National Coalition of Minority Football Coaches, um, had, had, a, uh, had an event at the stadium, you know, the day I spoke at mm. their convention. Um, and they rolled out, I mean, they rolled out the entire cold shell lobster claws and oh, wow. lobster tails and chilled shrimp cocktail and that <laughs> beef, yeah, beef, uh, was it bulgogi beef? I mean, they had like all this amazing spread. What was it? Um, bulgogi? That. What? Bu- bulgogi beef is a Korean, uh, oh, I thought you were trying you to say it. Wagyu. I'm like going bulgogi. No, no, I went down. No, come on, come on. Wa- wa- Wagyu is, is, is an amazing, oh, amazing man. steak. I would never confuse that. Okay. But, Sounds uh, good. but yeah, but no. So, so I think Allegiant, because you're in Vegas, right? The hospitality industry that's there, I think the food's going to be on par with what we had at SoFi, but SoFi had the variety that okay. you could pick from. You could go to a different room, and it was a completely different cuisine. Beautiful. You know, in each of those areas. So, All right. Well, let's take well, a we'll break. get the experience it on Sunday. Yes, we'll, we'll experience, experience it on, on Sunday. Sunday. But before we get there Sunday, we got to come back for another break. The bell lap is all max right here in the locker room. Be there or be square. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Well, Yin's Chat's regular season challenge is back. Each week, answer Steelers trivia and make game day picks for a chance to win signed helmets, jerseys, footballs, or even a trip to the 2024 NFL Draft. And new this season, doubling. Answer the day's question correctly, 
and get double the points. Log into Steelers mobile app now and play for a chance at this week's prize, which is ding, 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 a signed autographed George Pickens jersey. How about that? How about that? And today's question, it's a Wednesday. Ben Roethlisberger or Terry Bradshaw? Most passing yards in a Steelers game against the Raiders. Make your choice. Hall of Famer or future Hall of Famer? (laughs) I imagine it's going to be close. The choice is yours, Steelers Nation. All right. And with that, (laughs) I had to get the yin's jab read. I mean... You know, the good thing is, you know, when 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 you have these questions, I mean, you're, you're comparing Hall of Famers against Hall of Famers right. for all intents and purposes and elite players. I mean, you're talking about James Harrison or T.J. Watt. I mean, you know, uh, Cam Hayward versus Joe Green or something like that. I mean, we have some really cool questions. And the fact that we have that type of history that we can draw on these different things is pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. All right, Wolf, we're going to introduce a new segment. There we go. There There's go. the bell lap. We're going to introduce it. It's called Wolf Bites. Got a couple where, of things here, buddy. Yes, exactly. Let, 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 let's hear about them. All I right. can't wait. Let me throw one at you. Did you know Australia is wider than the moon? The moon is 22,113 in diameter miles, that is. And Australia is over 2,400 miles from east to west. Now, how, how do you figure that? That's crazy, is it not? That is absolutely wild. That it is wider than the, the entire diameter of the moon. Wow, I would yeah. never, I would have never have thought that. Never would have thought that neither. Here's another one for you. Call it the outback and back again, right? <laughs> this is <laughs> yes. This is now. Here's something that affects all three of us here. All right, headphones okay. can increase the bacteria level in your ears. Did you know that? No, I did not. I did not, and, and, and I'm glad I switched. I'm glad I switched to the little earbuds because you said earphones, correct? The ones that go over the ear, exactly. Traps in moisture. Okay. Thank you, Dan Quinlan, for switching me to earbuds because I definitely sweat. I definitely sweat with the uh, with the headphones. So now I have earbuds. I, I'll I'll be safer. How are you going to do up there? Because you have the earphones with the little microphone attached. I know it. Well, by the end are of the show, you airing your ears out, sir. <laughs> Are you airing your ears out? <laughs> hey, by the by, the end of the show, I could have up to increase uh, a bacteria level by seven hundred times in my ears. That's so gross, man! I mean, I can't believe that. Can you believe that? Oh, that is that is disgusting. Now I'm gonna go wash my ears out after we get off this airways, and I'm gonna spray the little, you know, the, what is it called, microban, the <laughs> yep. antibacterial. Now I now I gotta spray down my headphones with microban. Thank All you, right. thank you for that. Very much. All right, here's another one that'll freak you out because this freaked me out. I was I was putting this together here. You probably, I mean, statistically speaking, you probably eat bugs in your sleep. I mean, seriously, they say that. <laughs> Where are these stats coming <laughs> from? Come on, I know the, the question your reading habit. I have re- question your reading habit. Come right on, now. it's on the internet. Don't this guy was a French bugs, model. Boo. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, exactly. 
Listen to this. Oh, Statistically God. speaking, you swallow 10 spiders and 70 types of insects or more in your lifetime. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That Come can't on. be. Oh, that, that's if you're an open mouth sleeper, right? I yeah, mean, probably. You if know, you, you sleep suck with in... your mouth closed, you, 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 no, you might gonna, inhale a couple of tell us that they crawl gnats. into your nose next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and infect your brain. This is now, now it's turned into alien, you know. It's like, gosh, what are we? Oh, man. Here's one a little bit. Now, do you know the only four words in the English language that end in D-O-U-S? There's only four words. Horrendous. Yes. Tremendous. Stupendous. Yes. Three. And I don't know what the fourth one is. Hazardous. Oh! How about that? You were on it, though, man. That, that yeah, was, I mean, that three was... out of four ain't bad. Yeah, you know? exactly so. And then yeah, here's, here's the another one. That I am. Okay, let's okay. hear this one. Here's another one. Did you know that human teeth are the only part of the human body that can't heal themselves because it's enamel. I, it doesn't. It, it doesn't regenerate. Isn't that crazy? I, I did. I did know that, and both of us should know that. Yeah. <laughs> As the chip tooth gang here yeah. on the airwaves. Yeah. We learn the hard way. <laughs> that, that would be it. Exactly. So now here's one that I really love too. Did you know that sloths can hold their breath longer than dolphins? That blew me away. I, you know, you see the sloth. It's wow. hanging around. You know, it's got the it's claws. So slow. Yeah, so slow. And he's hanging out, hanging out. Dolphins come up for air every 10 minutes, but sloths can slow down their heart rate so much that they can hold their breath for 40 minutes. Go figure that one. Well, you know what we're going to do now, Wolf? <laughs> we're going to hold our breath for the next 22 hours. How about that, sloth? Because we'll be... We- we are out of here, and we will be back tomorrow. Same bet channel, same bet time, 10 to noon. So we're going to hold our breath for the next 22 hours until we come back to you, Steeler Nation. And we will be back. Have a great day. Have a great lunchtime. And we'll be back here inside the locker room. He's Wolf. I'm Starks. Lead ninja is Wesley Euler. Our sensei is Brian LaMartina. Make it a great day. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.